So as promised at the end of our last podcast here we are Virender and me and we are back to continue our talk on traveling in Ladakh. So I know for a fact that uh, Virender himself is passionately fond not only of traveling but particularly of traveling in Ladakh and he's done it so many times and he's done it in every kind of weather. He's talked about the time when he's been there in summer, he's talked about the time when he's gone there at minus 40 degrees and everything in between. So talking to a person like that who with the kind of experience he has you know there's so much that comes to your mind that you want to ask him so today we'll uh, start off by asking virender ki we talked about the fact that uh, maybe it would be a 5 day trip of just traveling within ladakh of 5 days is necessary so why is that so why why 5 days and what are the places that you would recommend continuing our journey to ladakh uh, let me specify that uh, yes while you are traveling to ladakh Five days is the minimum time that you have to spend. Right, of course, yeah. Not just five days. If if you have more time, you may spend like ten days, fifteen days, and then Ladakh will be still unexplored because the distances are huge. The travel times are high, so it is not like our Delhi when you travel at sixty kilometer or hundred kilometer. There, the traveling times are usually five x six x. so when when we are talking about ladakh for 5 days so the basic idea is because uh, when you are doing a road trip and when you are reaching there so in order to just soak in the place it take 2 days of course yeah, yeah. especially a, a place as beautiful as Pus- that yeah place as beautiful as ladakh because the moment you are going to reach there you are going to feel so overwhelmed you will be visually lost Right. So, in order to put your senses back in order and to appreciate the real beauty of Ladakh, you have to stay minimum five days. And out of these five days, you are going to spend two days in Leh because now, since you are traveling to a higher altitude, Ladakh is already at eleven thousand to fourteen thousand feet above the sea level. Mm-hmm. So, there you are going to face. short breathlessness or it could be high altitude sickness als we call it als so in order to get your oxygen levels right you have to acclimatize for 48 hours so, so you would the, do that in leh in leh you mm-hmm. so before climbing uh, either changla pass or khardungla pass it is mandatory from the government that you have to spend 48 hours in leh that's right. one but okay. we are not going to waste this 48 hours in leh because leh itself offers such beautiful market okay. good opportunity to hang around then food and then there are places which are in the periphery of 20 kilometers okay so first is the shanti stupa there's a stupa which was uh, like inaugurated by dalai lama ji it is in leh so it is like 2 kilometers climb and it is beautiful like throughout the day Okay you must have seen this picture where uh, uh, colorful uh, stupa is being erected and white in color okay so the boundaries and the outlines are in uh, buddhist architecture so they are colorful but it is white so it is a visual delight to uh, there's a monastery called thikse monastery thikse monastery is again 20 kilometers so on day one what you could do you may just go see shanti stupa click some good pictures 3 4 hours come back to hotel stay there for 2 3 hours and then go to thikse monastery thikse monastery is 20 kilometers from leh and route pangong but oh, the okay. moment the day you are going to pangong lake 
if you are going to spend time on Thikse Monastery, then you will get late for Pengongso. So, so you can't club them together. You can't club them. Though okay. people club it, but then you are just touch basing and going. Okay. So it will not make sense. On day two, what you could do, on day two, they can spend good time at uh, Leh Palace. So Leh itself has a palace. Though it is not uh, like a functional fort or a palace, but the building is still alive and it is neat and clean and you can always walk down and like spend half a day there. So is that a free to visit place? Yeah, or that's a free is? to visit. So in, let me tell you, in Ladakh, all the places, all the forts and palaces, they are free of cost. Right. But if you are visiting these bigger monasteries, mm-hmm. there is this Thikse Monastery or Chimde or... So they charge 30 rupees or 40 rupees as donation. Okay. These these Buddhist monasteries, they charge 30, 40 rupees. That's not an entrance fee. They they That's a compulsory donation kind of thing. To... On the second day, what you could do, you can spend uh, half a day at uh, Lay Palace and then there is a new palace called Shea Palace. Right, okay. So Shea Palace is again 4 kilometers. En route, you are going to cross Indus River. So there is an Indus mark. So you can go touch the water of Indus and then uh, you go to the Shea Palace. There you can spend another 2-3 hours. It is a beautiful landscape. Three, right. if you are keen on exploring rural, then next to the Shea Palace is a village called Stock. So Stock is the village which is in the foothills of Kangdi track. So Kangdi is a hill where people go for tracking. So this is, people call it Stock Kangdi. Okay. So Stock is the village and Kangdi is the hill. People hmm. go there for tracking. And then uh, on the day third, you can always plan for Nubra. So uh, Nubra, how far is that from? So Nubra is around 100, 110, 130 kilometers from okay. Leh. Mm-hmm. And you you happen to cross the Khardungla Pass. So Khardungla is 20 kilometers exactly from the city center of Leh. And you start early in the morning. So you'll avoid any kind of landslide. You, you'll avoid every disaster. Because okay. in the mornings, because of the less sunlight, there is less flow of water. The ice has not melted. The ice has not melted yet. So it will be like uh, convenient to go, and in next five in next five hours you are going to reach Nubra. But tell me one thing, uh, Khardungla being uh, until recently I believe it was the highest motorable road in the world yep. and all that. Now I believe there's something higher than that. But at that point, what is the breathing like? I mean, eighteen thousand <laughs> is, is really high. So eighteen thousand is really high, and the atmospheric pressure out there is around five thirty. Okay, so what, what is me, normal? So, uh, at 750, hmm. inside the aeroplane, they drop the oxygen mass. Oh, so it's, it's so the normal is around 1000. Oh. The normal atmospheric pressure is around 1000, but hmm. uh, at Khardungla and at Changla Pass, the atmospheric pressure is around 530. That's the level of oxygen. So, that is why they say that uh, don't spend more than 20 minutes at on Khardungla. the passes. Yeah, yeah, because... Uh, so, if you spend more time, if you like delay more than 20 minutes, it may result into edema. Oh. Yeah. So, it is dangerous because the body is not not uh, processing more oxygen. So, is it advisable to carry a small canister of oxygen or of something? Course, of course, of course. So, if, uh, if somebody is... So, here I want to make a point that if you are uh, allergic to something, if you have anything related to your lungs... If you are asthmatic, even if you are third degree thalassemic, 
देर इज नो प्रॉब्लम ट्रेवलिंग टू लद्दाख बट बट इट इज ऑल अबाउट हाउ यू मेंटेन योर ऑक्सीजन लेवल सो द आइडिया इज टू ड्रिंक टू सिप्स और थ्री सिप्स ऑफ वॉटर एवरी ट्वेंटी मिनट नो मैटर वॉट यू हैव टू ड्रिंक वॉटर फॉर एवरी ट्वेंटी मिनट थ्री फोर सिप्स ऑफ वॉटर विल मेंटेन योर ऑक्सीजन टू डू नॉट ईट एनी थिंग ऑयल इन द ब्रेकफस्ट बिकॉज इट इज गोइंग टू इंक्रीज योर एसिडिटी लेवल एंड योर एसिडिटी लेवल्स विल नॉट लेट यू breathe properly and they'll create some discomfort based on that you'll get you'll develop nausea vomiting or vertigo because anyways we are climbing steadily mm-hmm. so so from ladakh to khardungla is like uh, from leh to khardungla so from leh to khardungla you are steadily climbing like good 5000 6000 feet in a matter of 20 40 minutes so you are oh. going yeah because it is just 20 kilometers and roads are good now these days so you are going to climb okay so there the things are very different at 18000 it is very different so there you are not supposed to prolong your stay for okay, more than 20, 20 minutes, minutes and then 20 minutes on. and move take so, your photograph and take your photograph <laughs> <laughs> so there are places like north pulau south pulau where you cross so that's this that is on the third day yeah third day you are going to nubra nubra and like by after by lunch or late lunch hours you will be able to reach nubra so before nubra you are going to reach diskit diskit yeah hmm. so diskit is again f- uh, famous for uh, diskit gompa and it has a 130 uh, feet uh, buddha statue so it is like the tallest in the region in that side so you you spend like good amount of time there and you click pictures it offers brilliant landscape because nubra is a valley so nubra is not at 14000 feet nubra is at 9000 feet acha so nubra and uh, there's this river called shyok so this uh, landscape that i'm talking to is uh, you have uh, like the hills and then in the foreground you are going to get shyok river and you are staying somewhere in the tents or because nubra is a small place hmm. nubra is a valley and in that valley there are two places called diskit and hundar hundar is the place where you get those double humped camels right so there you can spend half of the day right in the evening you could do camel rides camel and rides hmm. and uh, these days they have started hosting some cultural shows so if you are keen on exploring ladakhi culture then you can go sit out for two hours and see uh, the, the cultural and show that. and this way you may support the local tourism as well okay in the morning now let me tell you now there's something to do with your patriotism so in the morning there's a place called this is again Tur- on the third day on the third no on the fourth on day on the fourth day okay so there's a place called turtuk yeah turtuk is again 70 75 kilometers from that place and that is closest to pakistan is the last village before pakistan yeah. or something last yeah. village or last camp before pakistan so you can always travel till turtuk but there's nothing great about it let me be blunt because you are spending so much time on the other hand what you could do like uh, you can leave early in the morning from hundar and then there is a place called panamik so panamik is backwards from uh, when you go, when you uh, go back to diskit then from 7 from diskit it is like hardly 10 kilometers so panamik is the place which is having sulfur water spring the hot water springs the oh, hot water okay, spring okay. so it is a good show 
एंड वेरी नेक्स्ट टू पनामिक इज अ मोनेस्ट्री कॉल्ड शिमोर मोनेस्ट्री शिमोर इज अगेन बिकॉज इट इज ऑन द अदर रूट एंड द सेम रोड गोज टू दियाचिन ग्लेशियर Oh, I see. The road that uh, that is going towards Chimor and uh, Panamik, it continues to go to the army base camp to Siachen Glacier. Oh. So we are allowed till Panamik, so uh, we can uh, go take a shower, visit the monastery, and come back, and then take the route which is end route Shiok. Okay. So you you need not go back to Khardungla or you need not go back to Leh again. Now take the route which is uh, through the river bed and, and go to the Pangong. Okay. so you can directly go so if if i tell you there is this triangle called leh nubra pangong and leh so you can start from uh, you can start from leh go to nubra it is less tricky less treacherous and less turnus go to nubra and then and the go body to... is going to get acclimatized because at leh you are at high altitude so here the nubra is at 9000 hmm. so it is relatively low. lower so then do nubra and well shiok river go to pangongso the route is beautiful you you are going to feel if is you are traveling on moon okay you right. are going to see the big boulders big stones and on one side this river is continuously flowing this shiok river okay so in next 5 hours you are going to reach pangong so, so by pangong is at what height Pangong is at fourteen thousand. So you've climbed from nine to fourteen. Yeah. So, but you are going to climb like uh, slowly, and here you are not going to pass any of the passes. Okay. The problem is not about climbing. The problem is if you gain or if you are going to reach a larger height in small amount of time, then our body reacts. Otherwise, if you are steadily like climbing, then it is not a problem. So by three pm, you are going to reach Pangong. So in Pangong, uh, you may visit this uh, famous spots. You call it Rancho and like any place where three idiots were being shot. Short, yeah. And the this here you can probably get a medical checkup as well. Okay. Because, at Pangong. Yeah, at Pangong because at the starting of Pangong there are these military camps mm-hmm. and they offer free consultation if you have nausea, vomiting. breathlessness anything so that's all the effect of the high altitude yeah high altitude because because we we live in north india our body is not that kind of acclimatized to the yeah, we are, we are plains terrain. people yeah, yeah we are plains people correct so then we can reach by like 3 pm we can reach pangong and uh, do rest of the day at pangong hmm. and pangong offers camps uh, there you tented, have tented, tented accommodation. accommodation so there you can from the starting of the pangong you can go till next 7 kilometers and then there is a village called spanmig so you can stay in the village spanmig there they have couple of houses and then they are uh, they have these tented accommodation okay so there you can stay and how cold is it i mean you were living in a yeah, tent pangong no the cold uh, these uh, tents are really cozy because these are himalayan grade tents okay so even if it is minus 20 Inside you are maintaining comfortable twenty plus. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because these are three layered tents and uh, they are like mm-hmm. insulated and stuff, so you don't feel cold. But yes, of course, it is cold out there. The routine temperature during June, July, it is like it could be three degrees, four degrees, but it is cold, and it is uh, it is more cold because of the winds. 
So at at the so how long how long would you recommend that you stay at uh, only Bond? one just, night just one only night. one night one night so you're there at three o'clock in the afternoon and spend like rest of the day uh, yeah. clicking and then next morning get up early in the morning see the sunrise see the calmness of water and everything mm-hmm. and make sure that you leave Pangongso by nine a.m. अच्छा get out by nine get out by and nine a.m. other because of the traffic because the next day the traffic which is coming from changla pass oh you run into them yeah you run into them you bump into them so if the people from le they are starting at 6 so by like 10 or 11 they are going to reach changla and from this side if you are going to start you are going to cross changla by like 9:30 so it's better you start Get as early. quickly as possible yeah at, as quickly as possible mm, okay. so that you are not bumping into them and you are not unnecessarily joining the uh, traffic when you are leaving pangong and en route there are not many places to see but you may see some roadside monasteries okay that you could do but while you are returning there is a big monastery called chimde monastery chimde you can cover while you are returning to if you have some time mm. if you have some time uh, and if you are Uh, fairly on time then you may visit hamis monastery on the same day so again hamis is a half day monastery but even if you reach by 3 pm you can visit hamis monastery so hamis is the richest and the most popular monastery of le i see yeah so this time they are having this hamis festival on Be- because of their rituals because of the legacy so people visit yeah yeah because of the legacy they have maintained and then all these monasteries hmm. they celebrate their own festivals mm-hmm. so all the monasteries have their own festival like the hamis festival, the hamis festival so yeah. their festival is very popular and this popular uh, festival is happening this time on uh, 7th 8th and 9th of july and okay. during this uh, festival if you if you have ever seen this buddhist monk dancing with the what do you call with a mask uh, the mask and, and the complete uh, the complete uh, dress hmm. so this happens and they perform this cham dance during that festival so it is like world popular and the few days back i happened to see a clip from 1909 oh as old as like yeah. 110 years old clip huh. uh, so uh, i don't know whether it was like fake or what but it looked nice to me okay so hamis is like very very popular okay. so this is now this so by night like by 7 7:30 you are going to reach back le okay and then you can rest if you have time on the other day hmm. then you can plan a half day trip to alchi they call it alchi alchi is the uh, oldest monastery in india it is a 6th century monastery it's older than the one in uh, spiti yeah the spiti in tabo you have this tabo monastery yeah. which is uh, 960 mm-hmm. ad so, so this alchi yeah yeah alchi is a 6th century uh, wow. monastery and it's it's still the same monastery yeah, yeah, the same still building the same but it is relatively a smaller monastery okay but, but it's well maintained re- very well maintained very well celebrated people okay. visit for that so you mentioned uh, quite a few monasteries actually the shimor monastery the chimde monastery hemis alchi and so, thikse and thikse and uh, diskit diskit gompa yeah diskit yeah. monastery so i mean that's almost a trip on its own just seeing monasteries yes yes, right? yes so it is it is it is also called the buddhist circuit 
Okay. So all the, so in uh, Leh, when you go and visit, you'll go in, you'll you are going to find many Japanese and Taiwanese and Korean uh, people visiting only because of the monasteries. So that's the Buddhist connection. Th- that's the Buddhist connection. Right. Okay. Yep. Well, Virender, um, that I, as far as I can see, we even you know, covered a fair bit of ground on this and also a fair bit of time. Uh, so what I think is, you know, we have a couple of things more that we need to discuss and share with uh, our listeners. Um, the chief of that, I think, being about the food, the food that you can get in Ladakh. You know where you can get what, where there's a bit of a hardship, and where it's very easily available, so that you know the, our tourists can uh, also plan their visits uh, according to that. And also, I think there are you know certain uh, legal or uh, you know operational uh, requirements when you're traveling in Ladakh. You know you need to get a permit in some places or. Uh, some uh, paperwork to be done before you can go there. So I think these two things, if we cover in the next podcast, so in that case we can complete this whole series of podcasts on Ladakh.